This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. Hey everybody, welcome back to the episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from her this past Monday, and we are back with Debbie Collard, and we're going to talk a little bit more about her tactics and leading from the middle. Debbie, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Zach. Happy to be back. Uh, I'm glad to have you back because I love this piece of it where we get really tactical, where if somebody wanted action steps, right, what can I do right here, right now to apply day to day? And I, this conversation is so great because I feel like a lot of people forget that no matter what position they are, and you mentioned it Monday, no matter what quote unquote rank or what your role is, you can still be a leader. And you wrote an article entitled Embrace Leading from the Middle. And I, when I picked it out and we talked about it, I'm like, man, this is such great info that I think people need to hear more about. So can you just tell us what leading from the middle is from your perspective? And then there are a couple of steps that you highlight that kind of help enforce that piece of it. Absolutely. At Seasons Leadership, we believe that everybody is a leader to somebody. You may not even know, it, but if people are watching what you're doing and trying to follow in your footsteps, you're a leader. And you can be a leader purposefully at any point in your career, any point in your journey, any position that you have, no matter where you are. And so I believe there's three things that are so super important to always keep in front of you, three steps. And it's a really easy mantra, earn, own, grow, earn, own, grow. And I'll explain what each of those are. So whatever position you find yourself in, because we cannot control what anybody else does. Any other human being does. We can only control what we do. We only have control over our, our own thoughts and actions. We can find ourselves in a job we love, or we could find ourselves in a job we don't like so much with a boss maybe, maybe we don't like so much. And I definitely said boss instead of leader on purpose in that case. So what you can do is you can perform well by doing these three things. You can earn your current position, whether you sought it out, you got put into it, you feel like you have to be there. What you can do to earn that position is bring your best attitude to that job every single day. If it requires reframing, oh, I got to go do this again today. Oh, I get to go do this again today. And here's how I'm going to make a difference in that. So earn your position. Step two, own your position. And how that's different from earning your position is in earning, you're bringing your best attitude to the job every day. In owning it, you treat it as if you owned that job. Say you were a supplier to somebody else, whoever's next down the line, but you own the job that you do from start to finish, front to back, top to bottom, and be responsible for all aspects of that job. Even if you don't perform all aspects, even if you partner with someone to do that, and understand how performance could be improved in that job. How can we continue to innovate, get better in the way we're doing this, the way we're approaching it? And so just have the ownership. And if you do those first two steps, the third step is going to happen. 
but there's even something more you can do. And the third step is grow. So you're going to grow in that position. And eventually it will lead probably to other positions, other opportunities, other titles, but you have to make the investment. Only you can earn the position, own the position, and you can control your own growth in it. So you can say, oh, I need to learn something. If I, I had this process to make this my job a little bit better, but I don't know how to do this thing, go find out how to do that thing. There's a wealth of information out there if you just go seek it out instead of just sitting there going, well, I don't know how to do this very well and I don't like it and I'm not having fun. So those are the three steps. Earn your position, own your position and grow. And, and there's one thing that I think ownership, especially with Jocko's book, Extreme Ownership, from the military perspective, that was more or less drilled into us as a value, right? Take ownership of what you're doing. But yep. one piece of this that I feel like uh, some veterans may lack, and I'm talking to the veterans out there, and it could be from the corporate side, right? Corporate transition entrepreneurship or entrepreneurs transition into corporate. There's a transitional period, but I see a lot with the veterans I work with. Instead of thinking of earning, they're thinking they're entitled to a comparable transition, right? Yeah. And yeah. Th this was really highlighted a four star general after 35 years of experience, leaves and believes he can be a CEO of a peer-to-peer -peer corporation and couldn't get a job like that. I think flag officers are actually one of the ones that are hardest to employ post-career because they have such a high level of expectation attached to that. And I, I heard an interview where a general was asked, well, if a CEO of a large company were to go in the military could they be a four-star general? And the general laughed and said, no way in hell, they don't have the, the experience or the training. And that was the point. Neither do you, because it's such a different track. Can you talk to us a little bit about the earn piece and the versus the entitlement piece? And again, whether you sought it out or you just found yourself in a great position, how do you really get away from that entitlement mindset? You said it right there, mindset. It's all about your mindset, right? So if you go in and you say, oh, I'm, this is beneath me. This job they have me doing right now is beneath me and I need to be at the next level. They should put me there right now. And in the meantime, I'm going to sit here and pout or have a bad attitude or whatever it is. If you're doing that, you're not only hurting the organization and your peers who maybe depend on your part of the job for the whole team to look good, you are hurting yourself because that attitude is going to be very obvious to people. If on the other hand, you approach everything with curiosity and say, huh, what can I get out of this job? How can this job serve me and my overall um, career plans or where I want to go next? What can I learn from this? What nuggets can I get? Then you're going to be more in the earning the job mindset than the entitlement mindset, because face it, I don't care who you are on this earth. You're not perfect and you don't know everything. How Fact. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's such a funny piece there because there's so many folks I work with that have that mindset of, and I think you really nailed it. It's the lack of curiosity and maintaining that curiosity and that opportunity to learn, like you mentioned, in the growing aspect of it. But the reality is there are so many people, veterans, and I keep going back to veterans because I work with veterans so much in that transition piece naturally we're going to progress so quick in that career change. If we go to corporate, we have so many ingrained values 
that organizations love, right? They love the leadership. They love the dedication. They love the mission accomplished attitude. They don't love the entitlement or the expectation to get those things. So we have a great opportunity. We just have to break our mindset attached to, yeah, I deserve to walk in and be a superstar when you just came from this top performance piece. So it's just a fascinating piece about actually maintaining that curiosity and learning more. Part of that that you highlighted is continually investing in yourself and your personal development and professional development. Obviously, as a coach, you understand how that can benefit. Can you highlight that benefit a little bit of even if you're corporate, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're transitioning, what it, that one-on-one coach, that, that person that can help guide you through that piece. Can you just highlight some of the values attached to having somebody like you in that role? Absolutely. Absolutely. Too often in the past, and we talked about generations on Monday when we spoke, but too often in the past, it's been a, a stigma around coaching. So if you got coached, that meant you weren't performing in some way, or there's something wrong or broken about you, and they were going to get you coached up so you could be better. It was more of a punishment than it was. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so people rightly tried to, oh my gosh, I don't need a coach. No, I don't need a coach. Thankfully, that is starting, that tide is starting to turn, but we're not there yet. But I would say this coaches exist. Think about sports. Let's use a sports analogy. Coaches exist in different niches to help you get better at something than you are today. So you may be, since we just had the Super Bowl, football's on my mind, you may be a quarterback and you may say, man, I'm good. I'm doing, I'm in stride. I'm in flow. Everything's going great. And someone else may look at us and go, yeah, you got a little issue with the rotation on your throwing arm, right? So we wouldn't know that even if we were looking at tapes of ourselves, because we would not see that. So what a coach can do for you, any kind of a coach in anything you're doing, but especially leadership, they can see how you're showing up. They can see what you're doing and they can hold that mirror up to you and they can say, okay, Zach, you're really good at these things, but let's work on this right here. Do you see how you showed up there? And Uh, help you experience you from somebody else's perspective so that then you can go make that even better. That's not saying you're broken or you need to be fixed. It's saying they can partner with you to take it to the next level, make you even better than you are today. And and the sports analogy is always such a great one because Tim Grover wrote a book about it. Michael Burt has written books about it. They're both athletic coaches, but Tim Grover was Michael Jordan's coach. He could never beat him in a game of one but he can make his one-on-one even better. Recently, there's an article that came out about Tiger Woods coaches, multiple coaches. Tiger Woods being the best golfer for the last 25 years or so, just dominated the sport. His coaches could never beat him in a round of golf, but they could help improve because they give that expertise attached to it. So I think the sports reference is such a great way to look at it because you have these high-level performers, athletes, but they all need that little bit of tweak, right? So great mindset attached to it and a great perspective. I want to remind the audience, as we mentioned on Monday, you have a podcast, blogs, a course that you announced that you're relaunching here in the next couple of months. Can you remind everybody, where can we find more about you? How can we connect with you? How can we follow in your journey? And of course, get all the great content you're putting out there. Absolutely. So it's simple. Go to seasonsleadership.com. 
And there you can find all the stuff that Zach just mentioned, but you can also, you'll have access to our course when it launches in a couple months. And there's probably going to be some bonuses for the first few people who sign up for that TBD announced later. And also if you'd uh, like to sign up when you get there to be a part of our email list, you'll get notifications of all the great new stuff coming out, like the blog we just talked about today. I love it. Definitely encourage everybody to go check it out. Uh, stay tuned. Of course, hop on that mailing list because who doesn't love a good bonus or two from some amazing leadership experience, ladies. And I definitely encourage everybody to check it out. And overall, I want to thank you so much, Debbie, for coming on, sharing your wisdom and those amazing resources. Thanks so much for your time and your wisdom. Thanks for having me on, Zach. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.